0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 12 Games of Christmas presented by the Unlockables podcast. My name is Eric. I am your host, as always. I'd like to thank you for tuning in wherever, whenever in time and space you might be located to our end of year Christmas celebration of all things video games and one great year of the Unlockables podcast. We're in thick talking about 12 of my favorite games that I played this year for Christmas, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of amazing guests, but that is not about to stop now, as I have another incredible guest with me on this episode. If you ask me, I wouldn't touch that dick dragon with a 39 and a half foot pole. It is, of course, my good friend Chris Copleen from the Retro Hangover Podcast. Chris, how are you doing today, sir?
1: Hello, man, and I, I appreciate your uh, disdain for the eggplant dragon. Actually, I don't <laughs> think I do appreciate it. Why, why wouldn't you touch it? You should always touch. I mean, it would be fascinating. If you actually saw one in real life, just all shiny and big and
0: bulbous, I would have to agree with you. I was just trying to I've been doing Christmas Carol themed intros for all of the guests, as everybody ah. should know by now. And so I was like, what seems most appropriate? And I'm like, eh, some people might not want to touch a dick dragon. So that seems appropriate. And we can be kind of grinchy sometimes. So grinchy it is. Let's roll with it. Okay. <laughs> but a again, green Harry dick dragon yeah there you go um it's i was i always, always like to think of the dick dragon as like in the like kind of mythical chinese art style where it's like the long like slender s dragon but it's just purple and i just imagine okay. like seeing that in the tombs of like emperors and people that were buried from like long ago that is my head canon, so you can confirm and on christmas
1: that. when he goes to whoville the veiny the veiny veins on the dick <laughs> dragon grew 10 times the size that day oh <laughs>
0: When will Disney Plus release that version of the film?
1: <laughs> only fans. Only fans only- when, they buy a, <laughs> when they buy it
0: out. Uh, and it's only a matter of time because Disney's going to own us all. So Exactly. I you was going to say, what what tier of the Patreon is uh, that video at, Chris? I would love to subscribe to that. <laughs> DM me. Slide in there. Slide in there. We can set a custom price for that. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you very much, sir, for coming on. Uh, I had you on pretty early on in the Unlockables lifetime. You came on and talked a little bit about mm-hmm. Retro Hangover the Show and just your experience in podcasting. And uh, before we get going on this episode specifically, I just wanted to say uh, thank you very much. I appreciate all of the support you've given me throughout one year of unlockables, I truly don't believe the show would have been as successful uh, without you. I've come to you several times and just kind of talked to you about podcasting, games, and stuff in general, and um, you know, you've been a big guiding force for me. So I just wanted to say thank you very much. I really appreciate that.
1: Oh, I'll say, man, it's, uh, right back at you. You know, every single time I open up Instagram, I see those promotions, and on and Twitter <laughs> too. So. Uh, just, just thank you so much. I think it's been mutually beneficial, and I don't think we would be at a lot of the heights that we've been reaching this year as well. So, thanks, bro.
0: Oh man, I don't take compliments well. So, on uh, no, no, do I. So, yeah, <laughs> we're even now. We're just going to be awkward for the rest of this episode, so it's totally fine. But no, uh, as we are, if I could steal something from your show, want to do on are. 12 games of Christmas we are talking about one of the 12 games that I thought was the best game that I played this year and I asked Chris to come on for uh, a very special one one that is very close to my heart and that game of course I'm talking about is Mega Man X oh. Mega Man X, better known by its Christian name. Finally, a Mega Man game on the Super Nintendo. It's developed and published by our good friends over at Capcom, released in Japan on December 17th, 1993, with a North American release a uh, brief one month later in January of 1994. Uh, 88.5 rating on game rankings, 4.75 out of 5 for Game Pro, 9 out of 10 Nintendo Life. 9 out of 10 IGN, 26 out of 40 on Famitsu. Uh, Famitsu on some bullshit there. I don't know what they were doing there. Uh, According to the most accurate sales numbers I could find, it sold 1.165 million units worldwide by 2001. But I don't think that's counting the infinite number of times that this game has been ported to literally every single console in existence. Uh, Most recently by the Mega Man X collections that came out in 2018, uh, Mega Man X led to seven direct sequels and a completely separate spin-off series on the GBA starring everybody's favorite long-haired robot, Zero. Uh, Christmas meter on this one, I gave it five out of 10 candy canes. Uh, the chill penguin stage is wintry, got kind of some Christmas vibes from it. And something about just killing robots and stopping a robot rebellion put me in the Christmas spirit. Not really sure what that's about, but gave it a solid five out of 10. So Chris, I wanted to bring you in here, sir, I wanted to get uh, what is your experience with Mega Man X playing this game in the year of our Lord 2022? And why should we be talking about this game at the end of the year when there's so many new shiny triple A modern games out there?
1: Oh, dude, like I've been playing Mega Man X forever. I've been playing it since 1994. And you're asking me why you should play this game because it's fucking awesome, man. Like <laughs> You want to know why you should play it for Christmas? Because you should have played it in spring. If you didn't play it spring, you should have played it in summer. If you didn't play it in summer, you should have played it in fall. And now if you're here the entire year and you haven't played it yet, what is wrong with you? You need to play this game at least once per year. At least once per year. So if you haven't played it up to this point, this is the perfect game to play for Christmas. Because it's just great. Like, why wouldn't you play this game? Especially if you like Mega Man. What is wrong? Wow. Yeah. Play this game. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think we didn't end it there i mean that's what more what more do i need to say i think that's uh, the selling point right there uh, from being 100 honest um yeah <laughs> no yeah and there you I, go
1: I, chill penguin and terminator takes place during winter i think so i mean
0: <laughs> I die hard's know. a christmas movie so why can't Mega Man x be a christmas game i mean yeah you can jump on towers and stuff <laughs> i guess uh this is already derailed. I don't even know what I'm doing with my <laughs> life anymore. Um, no, yeah. So I, I kind of got to ask you here. You have obviously have a much longer breadth of experience with M- the Mega Man series as a whole and Mega Man X, me being probably one of the younger uh, people in our little community we have going on here. Uh, so in when you played this game in 1994, I was a whopping three years old. And I don't even know if I developed fine motor skills to hold a controller yet. So um, my first experience playing this game was in like the mid 2010s. I think I probably emulated it. Don't tell Nintendo. I don't want them to come and like arrest me or anything.
1: They so, don't care unless um, you
0: put on a ROM site. Of <laughs> a perfect uh, yeah, with boobs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know, like hot milfs in your area. Those are the ROM sites they care about. Well, exactly because why? Why would they want hot milfs to diminish their family friendly brand, which, you know, is kind of the selling point. But some would argue that maybe that would make them more popular. I I don't know. I don't know what the I haven't as a marketing professional researched what, you know, the demographic of hot milfs in your area might be. There might be some crossover there. I'm not sure. (laughs) I think you do know. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I played this game in the mid 2010s when I had developed a little bit more of my fine motor skills, uh, not from hot milfs, but from playing video games. And uh <laughs> might be some crossover there as well. OK, um, so and even I recognize as a person that I don't consider myself a, by any means, a, a retro video game player. I pretty much was confined to whatever my mom would get allow me to buy or purchase for like Christmas or holidays. So, playing this game in the year of our Lord, middle 2010 somewhere, uh, the before times when things were not so terrible. It was an incredible experience. I recognize even then, even in what we would call the quote unquote AAA modern era, that this game is the fucking shit, uh, for lack of a better term, and. I just think that has everything to do with Mega Man at its core concept. I've always felt like getting to experience playing some of the older Mega Man titles, uh, specifically Mega Man 5 for shout out to King of Games, uh, which should be coming soon to or will be out by then to a Patreon near you. That's on our
1: Patreon. As you're listening to this episode, it absolutely
0: is. Right. Yeah, we're not we're totally not uh, recording this in like the middle of November. Absolutely not. Uh, we have Watch to maintain it. the timeline but i totally lost my train of thought again god damn it whatever you're the talking about Mega Man 5 Mega Man yes. 5 the eggnog's kicking in i swear to god um yeah so even playing megaman 5 like i've always felt like the megaman games were like very well designed had pretty tight controls i never really felt like yes they were difficult but I didn't really feel like they relied on bullshit to be difficult. I always felt like the difficulty was at a pretty fair curve, and these games were always fun to play. And the Super Nintendo version, Mega Man X, just kind of elevated all of that shit to the next level when it made the jump to the 16-bit era.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, it absolutely did. I, I remember when this game came out uh, again, back in, as you are saying, the year of our Lord, 1994. <laughs> and... Uh... I remember being excited for it because we kept on getting all these Mega Mans on the NES, and it's like, fucking Mega Man 6 in, like, 1993? <laughs> right. <laughs> and the Super Nintendo's been out for two years now. It's okay, Capcom. You can move on. Uh, people people will accept you. <laughs> and we we didn't get Mega Man 7. We got Mega Man X, which was weird, because I thought there was three missing Mega Men, or at least two. And right. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going, okay, Roman numerals, fine. Uh, but, I'd like... How do I put it? Like, it was so cool and futuristic, and it felt like it moved the series forward in such a drastic way. And uh, Mega Man was already a, a series very well controlled, like you said, very well. Everything was, for the most part, really well balanced. Uh, if uh, And you learned what to do through exploration and just trying things out, which not everyone likes, and I can understand that. But you got to Mega Man X, and like the graphical overhaul is such a jump. And you look at how good it looks, and like it, it contains everything that was in the original Meg- Mega Man. So you have your Mega Buster. You have uh, it's it's not a slide anymore. It's a dash. And you're like, what 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 is this? But it works, and I can jump on walls, and I can ride on cars, and like this is this is cool. <laughs> ride <Right> on cars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love Eagle Raptor. Uh, yeah, what his yeah. name is from Game Grumps? I don't know. I don't watch that stuff, but. Uh, it was like it was it was it, it rocked my socks off. And I think I've whenever I've had an opportunity to go back and play it, I can sit down. I can knock this out like less than an hour. And right. it's it's an easy experience. Uh, once you once you get used to it, like most Mega Man games are. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's so easy. Well, that's because it's a well-tailored game. And if you have any platform action jump and shoot adventure experience, yeah, this is this is just such a joy to play through. And yeah I never thought it was too easy. Like it provides just that right amount of challenge with still being able to just kind of zone out and and get into kind of a Zen mode. But oh, oh, I know we're just I know you don't want to be here all day, but we're we're going to if you couldn't tell, we're just going to give this game a giant B.J. The entire oh, time. It's going to be. Yeah, whew. it's
0: it's going to be a, a generous, I guess, jerking off, as you could as as you could probably put it. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100 percent. And I think one of the more remarkable things about this game and and like you said, you, you mentioned the the uh, aforementioned Eagle Raptor, Aaron Hansen of Game Grumps okay. fame, of secret fame. Yes, yes. Um, did a fantastic video that I pretty much a hundred percent agree with it, all the reasons why Mega Man X is fantastic. And he lays out those points very, very well. in kind of a critical breakdown of why this game took everything the Mega Man tri- series did and just pretty much catapulted it. Off. And yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Like, hold on. Yeah. We're getting Mega Man six in like 1993. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I, I understand that one out of four homes in America has a Nintendo Entertainment System, and you don't want to give up that market share. But like at this point, the Genesis, the Super Nintendo had been out for like three ish years, if my dates are correct. I mean, it's kind of I kind of equate it to like what PlayStation's doing today. It's like, all right, PS Five has been out for a couple of years. You're still tossing games in the PS Four here. Like what? Like what are we doing here? What are we doing with our lives? And yeah, Go I buy think PS Five. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that fans were just frustrated that. You know, they really wanted a Mega Man game, a 16-bit Mega Man game. And it's 1993. It's been three years since the Super Nintendo, and they're just not getting it. And Capcom's probably like, oh, yeah, we probably should, like, do that. Because if I remember, did Mega Man 5 or 6 even break a million units? I seem to not remember that being or being close to that. I can't imagine it did. Trying to remember my game's knowledge. (laughs) I I can't I don't
1: remember it selling a million (laughs) copies if it did I I would be absolutely flabbergasted so uh,
0: I I, don't quote me I wasn't on any of the Mega Man episodes (laughs) (laughs) I was on a Mega Man episode but yes I I think that you bring up an interesting point too about how yes the, the the dashing replaced the slide and now you have wall climbing and really to me it's really cool that they managed to like maintain the what I call the quote unquote like Mega Man feel of the game but still add these two options that increase your mobility and your level building options pretty much in infinite directions because now you can ascend and descend slopes while maintaining dash maintaining speed doing dash jumps so you can jump further wall jumping so you can have different kind of vertical level setups I think that's It's cool to me that a game is able to add in like a couple of things that change the way you play the game so drastically, but also be able to maintain the spirit of what came before. And like you can just pick it up. And if you've played any of the Mega Man's before, you're like, yeah, this feels like Mega Man. The pacing, the speed, the jumping, the weight, all that like still feels the same. And they Capcom had their shit figured out. They knew how to make a good game. They knew how to make something that felt good to play. And this just it feels so like I can't understand like how just good this game feels to fucking play. It feels so great. I don't underst- I don't see how
1: anyone can call this game anything but the best Mega Man game.
0: I know it's between this and Mega Man 2,
1: and I think a lot of them have similarities. Right. Whereas Mega Man 2 really refines the formula for the classic Mega Man games. And I think what it all comes down to is difficulty. Because if you ask people what's the easiest Mega Man game, they say, oh, it's Mega Man 2. Right. And then they're like, okay, well, what was the best Mega Man game? Oh, it's Mega Man 2. And then... Same with Mega Man X. Like, what's the easiest Mega Man X game? Well, probably X4. Some people might say X4. But, right. like, for the most part, a lot of people say Mega Man X, the original one. But they also say it's probably the, the, the most well put together. So I think that, like, a lot of people like to say games need to be hard or need to be challenging. And, and you know, games are so easy nowadays. Well, Mega Man X is an easy game, and it's still fantastic. This is a game that was released in 1994. So I that's that's kind of a like a, a counter argument against a lot of these more modern gamers that like to say Nintendo hard or, or shit all over, you know, the, the 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 difficulty strata of of modern gaming. It's like, look, a lot of these games that people loved back in the day, a lot of these games that we put up on a pedestal and hang on our walls, they're the some of the easiest of the
0: franchise. And Mega Man X is one of them. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. I found this Way more approachable. Like I played, I went back and played this after playing Mega Man Five, and I was just like, "Yeah, just I I wouldn't say that they intentionally designed it easier, but I just think the element of bringing it into the 16-bit era, adding things like your dashing, your wall jumping, giving you more maneuverability options, uh, and just kind of the way they design the levels, just made it so that you could be better at the game and made you to be able to navigate the levels better. And I think that probably helped out with some of the difficulty as well and plus like by now they have how many years of designing Mega Man games and learning how to set these levels up in the correct way so that you know they're, they're tough but fair and it provides a challenge to you but it's something that you can still overcome within reason not the ball crushing difficulty of <laughs> some of the earlier video games that were just designed to eat your quarters and just to make as much money off of you as possible except the bosses the bosses are too easy that is one thing. Yeah, if you if you know the order, uh, it, it's it does become pretty easy, even if you don't know the order, like some people do Buster only runs of this game and make it look pretty easy. So, yeah, I, I would argue that they they kept the tradition of like, you know, the screen transition and the boss fight in the boss room and stuff like that and finding the quote unquote the order of the boss's weaknesses, which I think is a cool touch. But yeah, I, I would agree that they're not super challenging. The only ones I really found myself having any kind of trouble with was just just those end sigma Sigma boss levels that that are a little bit challenging. But even then, I wouldn't say that, you know, having gone back and played some of the older titles now that those were more difficult than that. I'll say, like, if you want to do a Buster run, even without a Buster run, launch Octopus is kind of the pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. Boomer, it's probably the Boomer most co- difficult of yeah. robot masters.
1: Oh, yeah. Even with the even with the right weapon. Boomer Quanger right. with a Buster is pretty difficult. Stink Chameleon can be a motherfucker. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean. I I don't even know if Spark Mandrel's tough or not. To be honest with you, uh, right? <laughs> does and like if someone would be like, "Yeah, I've played him with a Buster before, and he's so much harder." I'm
0: like, "Fine," but I don't because why would I? Right? You, why Why do that when you just stun unlock him with Chill Penguin's weapon and just the fight can be over in four seconds? Like, why would I not do that? Obviously, uh, yeah. One I want cool the thing. challenge. That's a lie. <laughs> They put the weapons in the game for you to exploit the weaknesses, so, of, like, of Absolutely. course, I'm not going to fe- I'm not gonna feel bad about exploiting them. Like, I don't have no. to have some, like, whatever this, like, Dark Souls mentality of, like, you have to be the naked man with the club. That's the only true Dark Souls experience. It's like, fuck you. This stuff was put in the game for me to play with. If it was put in the game, I'm going to use it. Like, there's, there should be no gatekeeping for that at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What's your favorite weapon? Uh, my favorite weapon... Ooh, I don't know. I I found that I utilized all of them uh, for whatever reason. I really like Storm Eagle's weapon. Just the tornado blast is pretty good. Um, yeah, I really like that one. And uh, yeah, I think that would probably be my favorite one. Just cause I don't know, it's something about Storm Eagle. I like his design the best. I like his stage the best. That's like that's probably my favorite one out of. Is all he of your them. favorite robot master too? I think so. Yeah, definitely. You know what? I,
1: I would have to agree. And in the ma- in the in the remake, Maverick uh, Maverick Hunter X. They actually kinda make uh they make uh Storm Eagle like this kind of like anti-hero that's like, I'm I I know I'm doing the wrong thing, but I must. Kind of like interesting. Yeah, he he has kind of like this like he he does he's not doing it because he's think he's doing it for the right reasons or whatever. He's he's more of a noble character, right? I think people picked up on that. But um his weapon is one of my favorites in the beginning, just because it does so much damage. Right. Uh, Over a a short period of time. But once you get the arm cannon upgrade, whether that be in Flame Mammoth stage or, you know, uh, in the first level of the Sigma stage. Right. uh, Armored armadillos is fucking game breaking.
0: That's something that they bring up, too. And I, I remember this specifically from the Eagle Raptor video, too, where it's like. Uh, if you're at that Sigma boss fight and like that's, you have all your E-tank stuff and you die and you go back to whatever checkpoint it is before the Sigma fight and you've used all mm-hmm. your E-tanks, you can just use the charged up armor armadillo shot to put like that shield around you and then those things come out of the wall and you can just kill them over and over again just to recharge your E-tanks pretty much. And recharge yes. all your weapons and stuff. So yeah, I agree. That is completely overpowered. I found myself uh, at those end stages too using the charge up Sting Chameleon and Vulnerability to just kind of like sprint past all that bullshit and not even deal with it. Just be like yeah, and that's another thing, too. If you get the arm cannon and the upgrade for Sting Chameleon's weapon, you can literally just go invincible and run through the stage. So, like, I never th- uh, yeah, yeah. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> for, for the most part. Um, uh, the most useless is definitely Flame Madness. I hate his weapon. Oh, I, I agree. I think that's that's stupid. Uh, and, and I kind of like, too, one of the things that they did in this game as well is uh, if you don't go in the predetermined order, at least I'm, my brain thinks of it this way, if you don't go in the predetermined order, there's some cool things that, like, can happen that affect the stages if you play certain stages first so like for example if you play chill penguin first which you like should probably always do because that's where the dash boots are um i believe that affects flame mammoth stage by like flooding it with snow if i believe that correctly yeah it makes the magma ice Yes, and then if you do Storm Eagle stage before you do Spark Mandrel stage, the the ship that he's on like literally crashes into Spark Mandrel stage and like breaks a bunch of shit. So uh, I think that's really cool. That's not something that I had experienced in a Mega Man game before, and it kind of provides like this alternate path where it's like, hey, if you do do things kind of out of the predetermined order like then some different stuff happens like i know normally you're supposed to go like chill penguin then spark mandrill because that's like the natural progression of like what weapons are effective against what robot masters right but for for whatever reason i don't find storm eagle difficult so i would always do chill Same. penguin then storm eagle just to like those stages back to back and then then go do the spark mandrill stage because then it's it's fucked up and it's easier to get through because a bunch of the hazards are just wiped out no
1: i mean that's the exact order i go into i start with chill penguin then I, I go to Storm Eagle, and then I'll either do Flame Mammoth or Spark Mandrill. One of the two. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and then I'll go to, like, I'll do the remainder in the natural order of things, so to speak. So then uh, Armored Armadillo, Launch Octopus, Boomer Quagner, Stink Mealing. And yes, that's that's just the way I do things.
0: Let me ask you, I saw in, in your notes here, we had a... Uh, little blur in there i think we both mentioned it uh let's let's talk about that intro stage what do you think about that fucking intro stage
1: oh it's classic i think it's uh, again going back to aaron hansen now that i know his name thank you uh and ego raptor he's he's absolutely 100 right i'm not going to say anything here that he didn't say there it's it's the perfect tutorial level it tells you exactly how are you are supposed to play this game uh aside from the dashing because you don't have the dash boots yet but right uh if if you're just approaching this game as a new Mega Man game and you're pressing like down and jump it's not doing anything but you played like Mega Man 1 and 2 okay it, it might not have a dash cuz not every game has a dash so that's all fine uh but but you learn how to play the game without it and it you you learn that you have to uh, some enemies can't have to be hit in certain ways and some enemies can be jumped over and how do you need to wall climb at times and environmental effects may happen uh, so it teaches you all these things in this intro stage that you don't really get anything of, but it sets up the plot, which it really isn't much of, uh, it shows you that zero is cool and he's good and vile is bad and nothing about Sigma really, but, uh, it just it lays out this groundwork that you are a weak robot that's going to get stronger and it helps develop into the end of the game when you've gotten all these weapons and gotten all these armor upgrades and now you're powerful and you compare to where you had at the intro to the first Sigma stage and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Like. It, did, it, it It does everything so perfectly and it all is established and was possibly my opinion. I I mean, that I can recall anyway, the
0: best intro stage in a video game since Super Mario Brothers. That's the exact point that I have. And I think you 100% I agree with all the points he makes in his videos because when, when he sits there and lays it out for you, you're just like, wow, like it's so obvious. But even though it's obvious, it's so clever the way they did that. And I think that's something that people don't really especially younger people or especially people that are just like quote unquote like modern gamers don't really appreciate because you know i've <laughs> just for an example here i've been playing xenoblade chronicles 3 for like 20 hours and i'm still getting tutorial pop-up boxes in that game but i've been playing it for 20 yeah. hours that was not the way things were done back then it's like you had to with the limited memory on these cartridges, like you had to find a way to cleverly teach your players how to play the game through the act of playing the game. You didn't have time for these big, expansive tutorials in the starts of your games. Like you just didn't have to. And the way they went about laying the intro stage for Mega Man X is like I- I've told like everybody who's, who's come to me and asked me why do you love it so much, and I'm like it belongs in the Smithsonian. Like it's it's that fantastic. It's it's such an incredible. Like if you're going to go into like video game design like this should be one of the things that they should point to and be like okay play this level like it's a real real good way of like showing you how you can inform a player just through gameplay you don't have to like beat him over the head with text boxes and be like oh here's your control map or like oh hey like do this five times to learn this mechanic or whatever or like you know kill this guy five times to learn the counter mechanic or whatever it is it's it's so... It's something that you don't think about now because like we just we've been playing games for so many years and you're just like, yeah, like I know how to play video games. But like back then it was so incredibly clever. And when you just sit, take a second to dissect it and look at it, it's amazing. It's it's so incredible. And then you you don't even think you're being taught. Yeah. You just think you're playing. And that's the hallmark of a good fucking intro stage. Yes. I think, too, uh, one of my favorite things it does is the way it subverts your expectations with with vile too. I mean that's a known thing now it's a known quantity everyone knows even if you don't play this game i feel like everyone knows it's like you're supposed to lose to vile it's a scripted sequence like that's just how it is but back then the way they kind of throw some of your expectations with like the b copter not having the health and then vile not having health it's like you don't know if like you're supposed to be beating him or you're just getting your ass kicked and it makes you feel helpless until zero comes in and just is like the fucking coolest guy on the planet and then Sets up this whole theme of like, hey, yeah, you're about to go on this journey and you're gonna become a lot stronger. That's just really good storytelling in a game that, like you said, doesn't have a lot of story to it.
1: No, and you can't trust people who don't like zero. If if you meet somebody (laughs) and they say I don't like zero or zero's not cool, um, yeah, the automatically they should not be your friend. So you can't trust them.
0: No, I I think hundred percent. And what they did was they put a bunch of people in a room. And they just kept refining Zero's design until everybody was like, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. And then they put it out. Yeah. Oh, when he comes in with the hair flowing, you, there's a reason he got his own game because he's just the coolest. I mean, who didn't want to be a, Zero? Yeah. From
1: everybody what I understand, wanted. that was supposed to be his game, but they told Inafune to go pack sand or something like that. I'm not sure. I, yeah.
0: I seem to remember that they were like, we don't know like if people will be mad that you're not playing as Mega Man, which I get like from a marketing perspective, sure. But like if just put it and out they, like the people people would have seen that zero was cool and they would have been fine with it honestly
1: so yeah they spent the next seven games trying to get you to play a zero and everyone was waiting for them
0: to do it like why Absolutely. can't i play zero yet <laughs> and next thing you know we got like eight Mega Man x games and zero's got his own series and the rest was yeah. history so no one talks about the zero series really though yeah i didn't have any experience with it so for better or worse it is what it is it's out there uh maybe i'll get to playing them one day but i don't know (laughs) so uh chris i gotta say this my i hear my dogs angrily jangling the bells meaning they want to go outside so uh just to wrap this up i think we've uh said heaps and praise on this game and hey if you're looking for a good game a good retro game to go back and play this is definitely one of them uh to me this is one of the games I think about when I think of retro video games. When I think about the Super Nintendo, it's like Super Mario World and Mega Man X are like the first two that I think of. So.
1: Yeah, uh, same. This is probably up there in my top ten of video games of all time. I, I, I could lavish this with praise. Uh, Eric asked me for 30 to 40 minutes on this, and I think we're approaching an hour so I could to be <laughs> here for another hour or two talking about how much we haven't. We didn't even get to the music. But uh, We didn't get to the music. We didn't, which is fantastic. So there you go. Uh, everything is a magical. Everything is amazing. There's, there's the music. Go play Mega Man X. What I said at the beginning, you haven't played it yet. Play it for Christmas. Treat yourself. Yes. You'll find Santa somewhere in your heart. And the Dick Dragon's veins will grow <laughs> ten times that day, as we said at the beginning. Just to reiterate, uh, because Mega
0: Man X is that game. Absolutely. And I think that is... The glowing review on the back of the box that you read uh when you purchase the game so uh, especially the parts about the veins and the dick dragon so thrusting into your heart <laughs> thrusting into your heart absolutely uh chris sir thank you so much for joining me uh this short little episode here uh in case this is someone's first time if it is their first time welcome to the show you you picked a pretty interesting one to be a part of for the first one so uh right. if it's somebody's first time would you like to just quickly tell people where they can find you
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm at uh me and my partner Shane have the Retro Hangover podcast and you can find that at linktree slash retrohangover. That's linktr.ee slash retrohangover. You can find us on all the podcast players of your choice, whatever it is, catcher, I don't know. But uh yeah, just go to that link and you can find uh whatever's there. We do a review show of a retro video game. We define retros 10 years or older. So go check that out. We also have the King of Games running and Eric is a guest on there. And we had a... Great time with that. as a big project. It took us almost a year to complete. Uh, multiple different podcasts and content creators. I'm very proud of it. And Eric did a fantastic job. So if you do like if you do like this show, he's on he's on a couple of those episodes where he does he he greatly outperforms expectations because he does better than me. So um <laughs> go check those out. And uh that once again, Retro Hangover. Thank you. And hey, Eric, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a joy to record with you and I'm honored to be on this podcast uh, for your 12 games of Christmas.
0: The honor is mine, sir. I I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to people seeing those, uh, not just my King of Games episodes, but all the King of Games episodes. That's going to be a a fantastic thing. It's going to be a wonderful thing. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, thank you for being a a part of the first year of Unlockables. And thank you for all your support throughout the year. Uh, It's been absolutely incredible. And I know that uh, we have many, many future collaborations uh, to come, uh, you know, unless the world ends, which then nobody it's will likely. be collaborating. So. It could <laughs> happen. But I look hey, forward th- to those collaborations. <laughs> the world might be ending. Merry Christmas. Have a good night. No, <laughs> Merry
1: Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right. <It's- laughs> and nuclear winter Christmas is <laughs> every month.
0: <laughs> uh, I think I'll leave it with this piece of advice. Uh, just let the dick dragon into your heart and it'll grow three sizes. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>